One thing the COVID-19 pandemic did was make people realize how much they want to work for themselves. One recent survey said as many as 90% of people would prefer to be their own boss. While entrepreneurship is alive and well, not everyone has what it takes to make it. One man from Mount Healthy did have it and he used it to create a multi-million dollar business to help others succeed. I'm Rob Braun and this is Steve Osborne's take on how you make it. Presented by Heritage Bank, member FDIC. Steve Osborne founded Top Gun Sales Performance 30 years ago. And Steve, welcome. It's great to be here, brother. Everybody and their brother thinks they can work for themselves. You're a kid from Mount Healthy, so you had to at some point have this idea. But did you have an idea that this little thought could be what it's become? Well, I think most entrepreneurs are entrepreneurs because of who they are as a, as a person. Good point. Um, and uh, so I, uh, I, I did grow up in Mount Healthy. I also grew up in, in Fairfield, Ohio, and I always wanted to own my own business. Since you were a kid? Pretty much, yeah. No, I, would, I would say since uh, early teens, mid-teens. Uh, e- even in college, I, I was designing and uh, creating my first businesses. Huh. That's interesting. And if you had my problem in college, it was because there was no program to follow. In college, there was not an entrepreneurship degree when I was in college or a pathway. Did you find that or not? Well, that's correct, right. I mean, when you and I went to college, we're about the same age, right? Back in 81, there was no entrepreneurial degree. Not only was there not uh, an entrepreneurial degree, there was beer. And, you know, those <laughs> lack of direction and plenty of beer uh, just those ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up, by the way. So you thought you were going to – I'm sure you had 50 ideas before you settled on one. Oh, I did. So uh, I, I wanted to start a software company. I wanted to start a services company. I wanted to start uh, what you would now call cars.com. Yeah. I actually started that well before the internet. No a kidding. A company called Electronic Auto Ads, which crashed spectacularly. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing how bad that went. That's interesting because there are a lot of failures before there's success. I would say if you try uh, and succeed on your very first time, uh, not only are you exceptionally good, but you are unbelievably lucky, fortunate. Being a successful entrepreneur is a combination of uh, a great idea, uh, certain entrepreneurial qualities, but also good fortune. I mean, the the brakes have got to roll your way. And sometimes you can have everything perfectly in place. And they don't. I mean, you get a bad beat every once in a while. Yeah, well, timing has a lot to do with it, doesn't it? I mean, economic issues are in play, despite you, the fact that you may have the best idea in the world. It may be the wrong time. Absolutely. And I found that a lot of the ideas that I had were actually kind of ahead of themselves or ahead of technology or ahead of where the market was. But that may be why they worked. Well, they worked for someone else. Ah, <laughs> ah. So you got two or three uh cars.com type examples, but eventually settled on uh, starting a company that was originally called Synergistics back in 1994. Wow. And I've been an entrepreneur ever since uh, Synergistics. Uh, Synergistics actually was a a company, a software company that helped create, I, I know this sounds very commonplace today, but it was technology so that salespeople could track their leads and track their sales. 
Back then, it was called Salesforce Automation. Today, it's called Customer Relationship Management. A lot of people would say Salesforce.com or other companies like that. Yeah. So I started that company in 94. I sold it in 2000. You've started businesses and sold them and yes, started sir. another one. Yes, sir. Multiple so you, times. You may be the expert. <laughs> well, well, you know, I, I'm what is called a serial entrepreneur, someone who does it again and again, which is really just a euphemism for very slow learner. <laughs> well, when you succeed most of the time, I don't know, you're somebody to follow. I'm, I'm telling you. Well, Rob, it's a lot like poker, right? It's uh, every hand doesn't win. You just you have to win enough of the hands. And uh, being an entrepreneur is in a way it is a gamble, right? It is, it is a risk. You are assuming certain levels of risk, calculated risk. And the better that you are at calculating those risks, the more likely you'll succeed. So you mentioned you grew up in a group home. Yes, sir. So a lot of kids that come from a group home would uh, not be thinking as large as you did. So where in the world did you get the nerve to do what you wanted to do? Or is it just born in you? Actually, I do believe that it is inherited a lot of times. I believe that entrepreneurialism is a disease that you get <laughs> from your parent or parents. Ironically, at 58 years old, found out that my dad was actually not my dad, but my biological father, I found out, was quite entrepreneurial. No kidding. Yes. Yes. And uh, again, ironically, my company, Top Gun Sales Performance, has an aviation motif, my my dad, the gentleman who I thought was my dad, was a bus driver. But my biological father, who I never met, worked for British Airways. Oh, that's fascinating. As a sales trainer. Oh, that's and, almost a little creepy. And a speaker. And oh, a public my speaker. Goodness. It's not, it, it is bizarre. Yeah. But totally different story. Sorry. Wow. So uh, that is great. I, so I, I believe a lot of times you are born with the innate qualities yeah. that you need to be an entrepreneur. That that doesn't mean that you're predestined or that uh, you're immediately disqualified. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of different types of entrepreneurs and there's a lot of different ways to get to success. There are. So do you find that you hang out with entrepreneurs because there are people that you connect with? Yeah, I mean, that, 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 is, that is true. You know, birds of a feather and... Um, um, entrepreneurs you do have some of those qualities. Honestly, some of the qualities of, of, of an entrepreneur actually will keep entrepreneurs away from each other because you, you can't get too many of them in a room. Well, th there's something to that, I know, yeah. <laughs> there is something to that. Uh, critical mass and all. So, so take me through Top Gun. You started it, wildly successful. Um, what do you do? Um, so Top Gun Sales Performance is a company that helps other companies market and sell their products through uh, tools, training, and technology. So if you can think of those three things, uh, tools such as presentations, elevator speeches, the pitches, um, what we call sales language, training, which is skill building, so the classical, classically what you would think of, of sales training, and then technology. If you remember before, we talked about uh, like salesforce.com. We help companies implement technologies that help and enable their sales forces. I think the strangest thing about Top Gun is Top Gun was my original idea. But my you, message, Like since a kid? I'm sorry? Since you were a kid? Oh, no, no. Uh, uh, was my original idea when I started this company. Oh. But that company 
has split off in, in, in other directions. And uh, being targets of opportunity, so one of the things I want to say to you uh, aspiring entrepreneurs out there is you may set a course, but the universe may take you a different direction. Yeah. And so while Top Gun sales performance was very successful, as we were driving forward with Top Gun, we found other opportunities, one of which was in corporate real estate. So we, by chance, became uh, commercial real estate investors on a whim. Yeah. And that has actually been our largest source of wealth creation, uh-huh. has been the commercial real estate. While we were running an operational company, Top Gun Sales Performance, I didn't start off ever thinking, I'm going to own that building. But so that you, is what happened. So you got to keep your eyes open as you're taking the journey. you got to be flexible. You've, yeah, you've got to constantly be thinking. Yeah. So um, people say, you know, think outside the box. And uh, my wife, Becky, would, when asked that question, does Steve think outside the box? She would say, I'm not sure that Steve actually understands that there is a box. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. I know you well enough to agree with Be- Becky. So um, this has an imp- You mentioned your wife. This has an impact on your family, too, because this is a 24-7 operation. Yes, so is the impact always good? Is it sometimes bad? Is it always bad? What, how would you characterize what it's like to work for yourself? Being an entrepreneur is, is truly a roller coaster ride, and it can change day by day or hour by hour. Yeah. And sometimes you'll go years, and it's fantastic, and then it'll turn left on you. And if you don't have a partner, a spouse, a partner, that is truly supportive of you, it is extremely difficult to succeed. I've put Becky through years of hell at times, and she's just stood by me. And, you know, she holds my hand when we're successful. She holds my head when I'm, you know, when I'm ready to give up or whatever. Yeah. Um, I always refer to her as my, my keel, right? She keeps me upright. Yeah. And without that, if you've got a spouse that's critical of you or critical of what, you'll do, of what you're doing, I don't see how you can make it. No, I don't either. I've always said that I think it's about the ride. Being an entrepreneur is about the ride. You enjoy that. You don't start to work for yourself because you think you're going to A, get wealthy, and B, control your schedule. You don't report to anyone, which is a total lie. All three of those misnomers. Yes. Right. And that's why a lot of people do start. Yeah. Uh, I left GE Aircraft Engines here in Cincinnati because the HR director told me that GE will never move fast enough for me. So you need to go work for yourself. Quote, be your own boss. <laughs> well, yeah, you are your own boss inside the company, but but you've got clients and so many other people that you report to. You can control your own schedule. Yes, as long as you don't mind working 24-7. True. That's your schedule. Yeah. You're never off. Matter of fact, I think Becky's biggest complaint and might be your lovely bride's complaint as well is, you're working on vacation. There yeah. is no such thing as vacation. You're just working from a different location. Well, that's very true, but I, I never minded it. Did you? Uh, I, I didn't mind it, but I can absolutely tell you that my wife and my two girls did. Yeah. Yeah. They were. At, um, I think it was very frustrating for them, I yeah. think, um, at, at times. And then to, to watch the angst that I would go through when we're supposed to be um, 
when we're supposed to be, uh, you know, on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> but you did it anyway. Well, once you get in, it's tough to get out. Isn't it? I'm telling you. I mean, it's, it's I don't know. What, it's like, what? Drugs? I mean, it, I, it absolutely is, Rob. It yeah. absolutely is. It's, it's addictive. And that's the problem, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it's completely addictive. You you get the rush from the high, right? Yeah. When things are going right, and, and you know you sign that deal or, or you have a victory, right? That's all on you, and you are just like, you know, it's you and your team, you being plural, and it's it's like woohoo, yeah. And the exact opposite is true. How many businesses have you started? How many do you own now? And what's the plan? You've been doing this a while. So how many have I started? I think a total of seven. Uh, how many of them have been successful? I think three or four. Yeah. Uh, where I am now, I am coasting into semi-retirement. Yeah. So I actually have sold off two of the successful businesses recently. I'm winding a third one down, but we still own the commercial real estate. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a, a great business to have. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's where we are. So our, this is, you know, you are living the dream, and it's worked on and off, but worked for the most part overall. So now the question is, can you stop? Yes, I can. Uh, I I say I can, and everyone who knows me laughs when I say that. So I think I will. Um, Let me just get in here. I, I, I say you can't. You think I can? I'm on the record saying you cannot stop being an entrepreneur. You can't sit in the chair. You can't sit on the beach. You can't sit in the bar. You're going to have to do something. Yeah. Well, I've been doing it in my semi-retirement now for about three or four months. So I'm practicing. I'm still practicing. But I think you're right. Let's talk in, in terms of people who are now just on the very early cusp of thinking they want to work for themselves. What are some of the things they should be looking for? You know, the other thing we need to deal with here is money, too. Where do you go for money? The first thing is, is is you have to have a passion. And I mean, you have to have a fiery passion, like run through a concrete wall passion about what you're going to do. Yeah. Because without that, you won't survive the tough times. You have to have an absolute belief in what you're doing. And, and not just a belief in it, but you, again, that, that passion. Once you get that, and an idea, you got to make sure that 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 idea has a valid market. I've been excited about stuff a lot of times and put a lot of effort into some stuff that had no back-end market. I didn't find out until too late. And I mean, those are some real serious mistakes. The third thing is, is that you have to put together a plan. You mentioned revenue, Rob, which is a, a great point. You have to have a revenue plan. Dwight Eisenhower said, plans are worthless. But planning is invaluable, and I have found that to be so true. You have to put together a business plan and then cut your revenue in half, double your expenses, and see if that still works. The planning process will tell you so much about what you need to do. It's not, the, it's not what comes out at the end. The plan itself, eh, the process is so important. But I think also one of the absolute keys to our success in our businesses has been that we put together a team of professionals. And that means you have to have a really good attorney, you have to have a really good accountant, and you better have a great bank. And we have Heritage Bank. 
And the reason why they're so great is because they're great with working with small companies. Yeah. They're a small business bank. If you don't know about the banking industry, the large banks, they cannot do for you the things that Heritage Bank can do for you just because of regulatory constraints. Mm. They have a box that you have to fit in. And some of our commercial real estate did not fit in that box. And they looked at it and they said, hey, that's a great deal, but we can't do it. A plus B minus C equals D. And you've got this thing over here that's a Q. We don't know what to do with Q. So we can't do the deal. So there's no flexibility in those big banks. They, they have, that's why they turn so many people down? That, yes, they have such rigi- uh, they have such rigidity, not, not because they want to be that way, yeah. but because they are required to be that way because of their size. I always say, if you have a banking relationship now, that's great, but you probably need a second bank and it needs to be a small community bank, and I wouldn't go anywhere other than Heritage. Yeah. I hear that a lot from people who are entrepreneurs in particular because there's a focus on it. Yes, yes, because a, a good banker, a good attorney, and a good accountant, all three of those people will save your skin at some point. Yeah. This is uh, Steve Osborne. He is a self-proclaimed serial entrepreneur. We thank you for talking to us today. I know we've just barely scratched the surface on what's going on and how to start your own business. But boy, it's been fun. Ian Addington is a commercial loan officer at Heritage Bank. Would you say that we have a lot of entrepreneurs in this area? Uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, and it, 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 you think about, you know, the greater Cincinnati market. Um, I mean, there's really a lot of, you know, talented entrepreneurial people in this area. And um, there's a lot of small homegrown businesses that end up getting into becoming bigger businesses. And there's a lot of people that, you know, the decision maker is right there getting their hands dirty every day doing what they do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that, that that this area is particularly rich with that. I think so, too. I, I We're not having trouble finding people who want to start a business or who have. Absolutely. I mean, there are a lot of family businesses in Cincinnati compared to a lot of other cities. And I think it's because there's that spirit here. I don't know if it's because there are a lot of immigrants here or what it is, but people who, you know, they bring something from the old country or from wherever they grew up. And I don't know. I just... I think you you also see, you know, if you if you think of the, the Cincinnati businesses that Cincinnati's known for, you know, there's a lot of them that have been in business for 150 years, you know, and those are really neat to see that, you know, multiple generations have come through and led the business. You know, occasionally we go out on call days where we'll go and and visit businesses and stuff like that. And it's always really exciting to see, you know, my grandfather founded this business and now I'm running it and then my son's going to take over when I'm done. And we, we do see a lot of that around here. Whether you own a business or you want to start one, there's inspiration and sound advice from entrepreneurs in your own backyard. I'm Rob Braun, and I'm hosting a new podcast called How You Make It. Throughout my career on television, I own several small businesses, and I'm still at it. I love talking to my fellow entrepreneurs, and I learn something from every conversation. I think you will, too. How You Make It, presented by Heritage Bank, wherever you get your podcasts.